Regan, success is 80% the inner game. It's 80% your psychology. It's 80% how you condition yourself to succeed. And then 20% the strategy that you do on the outside. And that's when I realized that the real strategy was actually the strategy from within. And then everything else in the action is, is kind of sprinkled on top of that when it's in alignment. Today, I'm speaking with Regan Hillier, and she's a self-made multimillionaire, serial entrepreneur, success coach, uh, Forbes contributor, thought leader, keynote speaker, all of the crazy, amazing, good things. And she believes that it's possible to live a truly abundant life and have it all if we agree to abandon a limiting mindset. And that's a lot of what we're talking about today, but we're not just talking about that. Um... We're also talking about business. We're talking about starting up a business, the different levels, um, mistakes made, um, what it's like when you feel like you've totally failed or getting up on stage and feeling completely nervous and actually having that feeling escalate the more successful that you get. Whereas a lot of people think that it's the opposite. You're more confident. It's not that you're less confident. It's just that there's more at stake, but we're talking about all of those things. And I love it. We're talking about, you know, what's it, what is it like to juggle different businesses? Um, a lot of us entrepreneurs, we, we put our all into one business. And then as that grows, we realize, okay, there's, there's more room. We've got a team. We can, we can have more and we do. And what are hurt tips to really keeping that under control and still recognizing that sometimes you still struggle with doing that. And that's what I really loved about this conversation. I love conversations when um, the person I'm talking to has experienced so much success, but they're not at this place where it's like, I've got it all figured out. Yes, we we have tools and we have things that we can do, but the reality is sometimes mistakes happen. Sometimes you feel crummy about something. Sometimes you feel really nervous and other times you feel amazing and on top of the world and like you know what that next step is. And we talk we talk about mindset and how to shift from, you know, that one feeling into the other because those times do happen. Um She's uh, she's really awesome. She's got. Uh, if you check her out, and you'll see the link, and you'll hear about the the link to her site. Um, she's got all kinds of really cool programs and tools, cutting edge business development strategies that you can implement, and it's at all different levels. So, um, I mean, she's got packages. You'll hear. I'm just going to let you listen to the interview because. Um, it's cool. I feel I feel totally connected to her, and I haven't met her in person, but I know who she is. So it was pretty cool to to get to interview her, and she's got this crazy cool accent also. So you'll like that. All right, enjoy this interview. Reagan, I'm so happy to be talking to you today because as as an entrepreneur, I'm always hungry to learn cutting edge business strategies. And I know that you have you have an extensive history of working with thousands of people to build their businesses exponentially and also have a huge impact in their market and in their world. So thank you, thank you for for talking to me today. 
Oh, pleasure, Summer. It's awesome to be in this conversation. Awesome. So, I mean, really, that's ultimately what entrepreneurs want to learn constantly. No matter how much success they have had, they're constantly wanting to learn how they can achieve new levels. And I'd love to hear from you how, what you're doing, how did this become so important to you? Because you're, you're pretty young, you know, and I think there's people in their sixties that still haven't figured out that run businesses that still haven't figured out what you have and how did it become, how did you learn so young and how did it become something that you were like, this is what I need to teach other people? Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, I did start my journey um, at a young age. I was about 17, 18, and I was, you know, actually studying to be an architect at the time and kind of just following the path that my parents wanted me to go down, you know, of, of going to university and getting a job and working really hard, right? And I remember sitting in this lecture theater and I just had this moment where I realized that I was creating a life that I wasn't going to be madly in love with. In fact, I didn't even really enjoy architecture that much. And so I went home and I actually I Googled, um, how do I quit my nine to five job? And I didn't even, <laughs> <laughs> at that point in time, but I was trying to get out of it before I got even into it, right? Yeah. And, and that led me to an ebook, which led me to my first um, personal development and wealth creation seminar. And, you know, that's when my eyes were opened and I really stepped into a world of possibility and hope that, oh, maybe I could actually create a life that I love. Maybe I could even help people and feel really good about myself each and every single day um, and create a life, you know, that I really enjoy at the same time. And so that's when I started diving deep into so many different strategies. And I really feel like in the beginning, I was I was just grasping onto anything and, and kind of throwing things at the wall and seeing if anything would stick. You know, I was like, okay, I'm going to learn how to invest in property. I'm going to learn how to trade Forex. I'm going to learn this. I'm going to learn that. Like all of these strategies that were all outside of myself. I've and so I been became, there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I got into a place where I was massively in debt, very, very knowledgeable with all these different strategies, but nothing was really clicking in my life in terms of actual results in my life or, you know, with money or anything like that. And I said to one of my mentors, you know what, maybe I'm not cut out for this. Maybe I'm not an entrepreneur. Maybe I should just have a job. And he said something which flipped everything for me. And he, he told me, look, Regan, success is 80% the inner game. It's 80% your psychology. It's 80% how you condition yourself to succeed. And then 20% the strategy that you do on the outside. And that's when I realized that the real strategy was actually the strategy from within. And then everything else in the action is, is kind of sprinkled on top of that when it's in alignment. And so that flipped everything for me. And for me, that's, that's when that's when things started clicking into place. And then that's also when people started naturally coming to me and asking me how I was creating these results and changing my life because people have been watching. And I just really organically started helping people, you know, at first for free and then as one-on-one -on -one, um, coaching clients. And yeah, that's how I got into everything basically. I love that. There's so many takeaways and especially with what you just said, um, first helping people for free and sharing, um, what you have learned. I think that's something that's so important that people today, especially people that are starting businesses, um, especially younger, uh, sorry, I hear a plane coming over us, but, <laughs> um, <It's perfect. laughs> it is, um, especially young entrepreneurs. I, it's like, 
you hear all of these things that you should be, and you should be, you should get your value um, for what you are offering. But so many people just think they're there right away. And maybe, mm. you know, you can talk a little bit about why that was so important in the beginning to you learned this and then you shared with others for free. Yeah, look, it's really everything. And you really, you know, you really have to kind of do the groundwork before you put yourself out there, you know, otherwise you're not going to be in a place where you're absolutely certain that you're going to be able to assist people in getting results from the highest place. And so, yeah, I helped people for free for for ages, for ages and ages. And I, I didn't even consider charging them. I was literally... I was literally just helping them and doing whatever I could to ensure they got results. And in exchange, I was saying, hey, like, you know, can I have a testimonial from you? Like, hey, it'd be awesome if you could send me a quick video letting me know how awesome this was and, and what you manifested from this. And and all of a sudden, I, I turned around and I had, you know, 20 plus people video testimonials written that were literally singing my praises right back at me. And I want to share as well, you know, I have a, a full spectrum of products through my education system, starting from, you know, $7 online right through to a million dollar coaching package. And people often see that million dollar coaching package and they're like, wow, like I want to do that too. And I'm like, yes, but you have to understand 10 years ago, my first coaching package was a 12 week package where people received a two hour call once a week over a 12 week period. And I charged $300 for that entire 12 week period. I mean, I think that's slave labor. I'm not actually encouraging anyone to do that, but, but that's where I started, you know? And then it was like, okay, cool. And people say, you know, what, what was your, your biggest success in your business? And I'm like that first $300, that meant everything. And I worked my butt off to ensure that person completely changed their life. And then gradually I started scaling and increasing and expanding my value. Right. But, but you, you've got to start and you've got to do the groundwork. Oh, absolutely. And that just gives you so much more credibility and, and people have such trust in you because of that. What right. are some of the things, like, what is it like to work with you? If somebody's coming in, and I'm sure I know you you work at all different levels. So there's there's small business. I think I'm right in saying that small businesses up to you know 30 years successful business. I mean, I think there's all different levels, but there's always different um, you know, there's always different ceilings to to push through. And it seems like that's where people get stuck. Yeah, definitely. So in terms of what it's like to work with me, it um, it really varies and it depends where the person's at. You know, if someone sends me a Facebook message online and they're like, oh, I'll work with you. It's not just like, cool, here's this product. It's, it's a deep conversation of really figuring out, you know, where are you right now and where do you want to be and, and what's causing this gap between where you are and, and where you desire to be. And then I start looking under the surface around which elements get to click into place in order to close that gap faster and pull their manifestations into the now, be that scaling their business or, you know, um, freeing up their time and their freedom or increasing their cash flow, whatever it is for them, right? And, and regardless of what stage they're at. And then it's about finding the right product to fit into that. And that may be, you know, a, a really quick online training. That may be a deep dive online training. It might be a 12-month mastermind online. It might be a retreat. It might be full one-on-one deep dive. Um, so yeah, it, it really depends on the person. And, you know, one of the things that I was, um, really intentional about creating my in my business is, is a full spectrum of products like I said from seven dollars through to a million dollars but everything in between and and online and offline and all different price points and all different layers and 
It is believed that if someone only has, you know, one product and that's that's all they do and, you know, they launch it once or twice a year and that's the big focus, that's great. But they're leaving, they're leaving impact and also money on the table because someone who comes in and invests in a $97 product with you probably isn't the same person who's going to invest, say, half a million dollars and do a stack of retreats and one-on-one coaching. Uh, some people do transition through the full spectrum and they start smaller and they get results and then they grow and then they come back and, you know, and it's a transitional thing. And then some people come in and say, hey, like, I don't want any of your online stuff. I just want you to come and fly to my house. I need to spend three days with you, you know? Yeah. So if you're not available to all these different options and if you're not having them out there on the table, um, then people won't be able to see the difference different pathways and you won't be able to serve as many people. Right. Do you find that people, um, when you work with them are discovering different purposes within themselves that they didn't originally know that they had when they started their business? Oh, definitely. Yeah. There's, there's so many beautiful things which come online when, when someone steps even deeper into their, their truth and their soul mission and their vision. And, you know, I, I'm always encouraging people to, to step into their next layer and to manifest, not in a way where it's like, okay, it's got to be done like this, you know, it's just by following these three things, right? right? But instead, really staying open to the possibilities and locking in the vision and what they desire to manifest, but being very open to how that actually shows up. And the minute they start expanding their awareness of their possibilities around that, then all these gifts start coming online and they start going, wow, you know what? I, I never thought about this, but this new business opportunity has come up. And, you know, I see this with me myself, you know, if I wasn't open, um, I wouldn't have started a technology company a year ago. I wouldn't have just invested in a crystal jewelry company. Like I, I never planned to do those things, but I did plan the impact and the income. And because that was locked into the vision and I was open to it coming through different channels, then those opportunities appeared in my reality. Same with clients. Oh, that's so interesting. I love that. So how many different businesses do you have? Gosh, I, <laughs> I think, um, I think about eight or nine. Yeah. So, and how do you, so you are definitely, I mean, you yourself are a personal brand with, with what you do. And then on the side, I don't know if, uh, correct me if I'm saying this wrong, but is it, are they, are they side businesses? Are they, do they all, um, share that same kind of mission or impact? How do you, how does, how do they all work together? Yeah, absolutely. So they all fit into my grander vision, basically, of waking up humanity and helping people deeply step into their purpose, you know, and they're all in alignment with my, with my vision. So for example, um, you know, one of the businesses is a eco retreat center, right, with a a group of different investors, uh, which is in Costa Rica, and we're looking to do 14 retreat, uh, retreat centers throughout the world over the next few years in places like Bali and Ibiza and some really beautiful places and although that's not you know I started with education so it's not strictly that but it fits into that and it's a part of that and we go and we run our retreats there as well and it's in alignment with the values of really leaving this planet a better place so you know I love to create different businesses that fit into that broader vision that also support 
the other different companies and can flow into each other. And then I love to just build individual teams around that, get CEOs in place so that my time isn't, you know, torn between eight or nine different places. Um, Another example of this is uh, the technology company, uh, which I started, I think it was just over a year ago. And this was actually from solving a challenge. You know, I, I said to um, a good friend of mine who was also doing some marketing work for me, I said, look, I I really would love my own app. You know, I I want an app where all my products and services are in the same place where all the clients can come in and not have 40 different logins anymore. They can just go to the app. (laughs) And so we we researched all these app companies for about six months and I had a, a pretty clear criteria of exactly what I wanted. I also wanted to be able to sell products and services through the app and monetize that from that side. And no one could do everything I wanted. I, everyone was about 70% of what, I, of what I desired. And I just thought, you know what? I'm not willing to part with um, this much of an investment to build an app if it's not really what I want. And so I turned to my friend and I said, hey, um, do you want to build an app company? Like, should we just build this app ourselves? <laughs> and he looked at me and he's like, no, I don't want to do that. And after two hours of convincing, I managed to get him to say yes. <laughs> and um, we, launched, uh, we launched the app and we built the app, but we built the company company around the app. So now not only do we have a Regan Hillier International app, which everyone can go to the app store and download for free and get awesome trainings, but anyone else out there who goes, oh, I want my own app. We have all the coding and team built for that. And so we can do that for a tiny fraction of what it usually costs to actually build an app. So that's another beautiful example of, okay, let's build out this company in service, but it also connects and flows in and actually supports everything else to rise. I love that. I think that's where some of the very best companies have come from because somebody built it for themselves because they don't see it existing anywhere. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes something that you can do for other people. And that's the best, I mean, that's the best type of company to work with because the, you know, the founders, the root of that company came from that. It wasn't just, Hey, let's start up something cool. It's like, I get your need. I understand what you yes. want. <laughs> I love that. Exactly. Yeah. It wasn't just a place of like, Oh, here's an idea. Let's make some money. It was like, okay, no, I really want this. And I really want it to be this good. Like, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you something, because this is something that I've struggled with. Um, so my, my business partner and I, we, you know, we started our initial business together and it grew, it grew, it grew. And then it was like, okay, great. We have other ideas for different businesses. And then we've got two more businesses. And one thing that has, you know, we've, we've learned to figure it out, but one thing that is had, has been a struggle still, and I see other entrepreneurs going through is managing all of those and like knowing how much time to put into what, and just really, how do you, you know, not neglect one business while also giving another business the attention it needs? What's, what kind of advice do you have for that? And I know that there's teams and trusting your teams, but there's still some times where you go, Oh shoot, I should have been paying attention over there, but I Mm -hmm. had all of my attention over here. Yeah, this is such a great question. I, I, I think I'm still figuring it out, to be <laughs> honest. I still, I still have days where I question, you know, is this right? Should I be this hands-off? Should I be more in here? I, I'm constantly um, 
analyzing that and an inquiry around that. But I, for me, what I love doing is, is I love setting it up on a monthly basis and tuning into each of the containers. I just, I treat them as containers, right? Mm-hmm. And I go, okay, cool. There's each of these containers. Here's where they're at. Here's, here's where they get to be at the end of the month. Here's some of the required things that, that get to happen. Um, I then, I, I do have uh, really good team structures built within all of that. And so if I can effectively find someone within each of those containers to run day to day those those expectations and those outcomes, and then I'm just checking in here and there, that, that tends to be what works best for me. So the, the model in which I've trained the team on around this might help answer this question because I love working in a way where I go, okay, here's the vision. And the vision may be a broad vision or it may be a small piece. The vision might be like, hey, like we want to um, launch an online magazine, for example. It might be a piece within one of the companies. And so there's the vision. And then I take that vision to the team and together we work out the expectations. And so I say to the team member, okay, like I want this online magazine launched by this date and I want it to make sure it has this, this and this. Is that doable? Yes, cool. And so then after we have the um, the expectations, my role is to simply inspect what I expect, right? And not micromanage it and not try and do it and knock in the middle, simply inspect the expectations. Hi, how's that expectation going? Meanwhile, the team leader or CEO or whoever's in there actually working on this takes the same framework and she'll then go, for example, to the graphics lady and say, okay, cool. Okay, Regan has a vision of this online magazine. I have an expectation that we need the cover artwork done in five days' time. Is that good? Got it? Okay, cool. And then she inspects what we expect. Does that make sense? And yes. so this the system continues to move through right down to VAs, you know, at five, seven, ten dollars an hour that are managing little tiny details. They're all inspecting what they inspect. And this way everyone gets to click together. And my role is simply to check in on the main expectation. Right. Oh, I like that a lot. That's really good. Mm-hmm. And I like the visual of of the containers too. That's yeah. <laughs> it's so helpful yeah. to look at it that way. Yes, it can get messy and confusing otherwise, and also overwhelming, you know, oh, and, yeah. then, and then you, you go three months and you realize that you haven't even looked at one of the containers. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah. let's, um, I'd love to talk marketing and, and social media and how, how you utilize social media for, for your business and your brand. And then some of, you know, what are, what are some of your really powerful marketing strategies that you've used for, for your businesses? Mm-hmm, totally. Okay. So some of the things we're doing now in the business to scale are very different to what we did in the beginning. So I want to touch on both of these and, um, and make this really clear. Cause you know, now we have funnels built, we have Facebook ads, we have lots of, lots of great things going on. We have experts within the field working on the brands. There's, there's lots of, um, there's lots of exciting pieces, but in the beginning, I think it's really important to know that I was, I was doing over, what was it? It was over $1.5 million before I even spent a cent on advertising on Facebook, on Instagram, anywhere. And so I see a lot of people start out and they're starting their their brand or at least the online side of their brand. And they immediately think that they have to build a funnel and drive Facebook ads to it and, and go for it. And you can do that. I'm not saying that it doesn't work. I'm just sharing that. I didn't do that. 
basically I went, I don't know how to do that. (laughs) I don't have teens do that. (laughs) So let me figure out a way to do this organically. And literally all of that income and impact came from showing up organically each and every single day, speaking my truth, sharing, adding value, creating polarizing content, really going for it in terms of the quality of what I was putting out on the internet. And before I knew it, I had a small but very engaged tribe of people. And I also want to be clear that even, you know, we were doing over a million dollars. We went from zero to a million in the first eight months. And the following was not big. I think I had maybe 12,000 people on my Facebook like page by that time. You know, it wasn't that there was half a million people or more. And, you know, it, it was a very small following, but it was a following that was nurtured and they received a lot of value. And I went for it in terms of constantly launching new products and new offerings and really building out the spectrum. You know, if you go to my website now, you'll see 30 or 35 odd online products. And it's like, wow, you know, where did all these come from? These were really created in the first year. And twice a month, I would launch something new even if it was, you know, a one nine seven or a ninety seven dollar product, and I would, I would launch it. I would do it totally organically. I would show up. I would talk about it. I would deliver it. And then once it was run live, I would take that product. And then that's when down the track, I would build a funnel around it, and I would make it evergreen. And I would actually build the infrastructure and the Facebook ads, and work on on the team with that. And we're still, you know, building out things, uh, infrastructure around things that I launched in the first year. But it was all of that action totally through organic platforms and traffic that actually generated all of that impact. Wow. That is, that's really cool. I love that. How, how do you view the importance today of, of social media, Instagram, Facebook, all of that for, for building your brand? I believe it's everything. Yeah, Yeah. I really, I really believe it's everything. So before I went online, I was I was running an offline education business, and um, I was I was running it through Australia and New Zealand. I was twenty three, twenty four at the time, and doing roughly a million dollars a year. But you know, because I didn't have any online presence at that time, I I, I don't I wasn't even running a Facebook page. Like I was just doing everything through speaking and these live events, and I'd go and I'd you know speak for an hour and then basically enroll people into a you know a two day weekend and then into something else, and it was all through in person, and it was great. But I basically built myself a job, yeah, <laughs> and I literally had to show up and speak like four times a week. And in the beginning, I was excited and I loved it, and then I was like, you know what, I'm tired, like. I'm <laughs> I want to go to Bali for three weeks and I, I couldn't, you know, and I, I tried to build things around it, but because of how I'd built the brand as well, like I couldn't really replace myself. And so that was part of the, the big transition for me where um, I just knew something wasn't in alignment and I, I did go to Bali for three weeks and I ended up actually walking away from that business, shutting it down. Everyone told me I was crazy. They're like, what are you doing? You know, you're, you've created all of this. Like, this is the biggest self-sabotage, Regan. You're ruining everything. <laughs> but I just knew that there was a, a bigger way and a better way and an easier way as well. And I made a decision that I wanted to impact more people than I was ever going to put in those rooms just in Australia and New Zealand. And I also wanted to do it in a way where I could be anywhere in the world. 
you know, I'm in Costa Rica right now. I go to LA in a few weeks. I'm in Peru for a month and a half and nothing stops as long as I have Wi-Fi. And that's what I really wanted to create. So it's not that, um, yeah, it's not that the other model doesn't work, but I just believe if you're not online, you're, you're just leaving so much on the table. You are because the, the, the amount of people that you can reach if, is, is mm. just incredible. <laughs> And like exactly. you said, you're not reaching that many, although it was impactful in those rooms, like what you can do. And you've got, you've got quite, you've got a huge following on, on social media as well. And so think of all of those people. You can't have that many people at the room at the same time, you know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And what I love to do as well is I think of the, you know, the online following and the online systems and the structure as, as the, the base. It's the, it's the 90 to 95%, you know, and then I love to sprinkle offline stuff on top of that. And, and I think some people get lost in the online world and they just hide behind their computer and that's their reality. But if you can nail speaking here and there and showing up and, you know, we just did this event in Australia where we went in and spoke to a thousand people and so much came from that because also, you know, nothing will ever replace the in-person look into someone's eyes, hug them, feel them. Nothing will replace that as, as much as we want it to through the right. internet. There's something magic that does happen when you get in front of another human. So if you can add pieces offline on top of an empire that you're creating and building online, I, I believe that's the magic formula. If you can do both, um, yeah, because if people have been following you for a year or two online, then they meet you in person, often something just clicks and they're like, oh, now I get it. Like, yeah. I, yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's those people that they're having a, you know, you're having a direct impact with them and then they're going to share with other people. It's just, I agree. There's just, there's that combination of, of both. Totally. Um, tell us about, tell us about mistakes that you've made in, in business starting out or even, even today, if you have, I, I think we all make mistakes <laughs> here and there, Yeah, but some that, you know, have really impacted the way that, that you do things. Oh, totally. Oh my goodness. There's, um, there's so many. And, you know, I love to view them just as learning. Listen, you know, I, I feel like I don't have any points in my life where I'm like, oh, that was such a mistake. But it's more like, wow, yeah, that happened. Yeah. <laughs> and then I got really clear on how I could do it better and how I could do it different. You know, I think one of the biggest ones is what I just shared around, um, you know, really knowing that although I'd created quote unquote, you know, success in some people's eyes, I, I wasn't feeling like it was in full alignment. And, you know, I just, I'm so grateful that I trusted myself to walk away from that, you know, and you could have, you could have viewed that whole business as a mistake, to be honest, because, you know, I was, I was, it wasn't in alignment with my soul. I was kind of forcing myself to do it and tricking myself into thinking that I loved it, but there was just so much more available to me. But I also was required to go through that learning process and to see all those strategies and all those things offline so I could learn what to do differently you know and so I think for anyone who's sitting there going oh man you know I've just screwed this up in my business or I've just done this or I had this launch which which didn't work um just, I just encourage you to ask yourself you know what what did I what did I learn from that and also what meaning am I giving it you know I've had things online for example which some people might call a, a failure or a success but it's like I 
I don't even read it as that. <laughs> so, you know, I remember when um, I was in Singapore, actually, and this was years ago, and I had this, like, brilliant idea for some sort of, like, VIP, group VIP day. I can't even remember the details of it, but I remember sitting there being like, this is the best thing in the entire world. Like, I'm so excited about this. I'm going to go launch this right now. It's going to sell out. There's going to be 10 people. It's going to be this much. Like, I was, I was like, this is the best thing I've ever thought of. And I was <laughs> at the top of this um, hotel called Marina Bay Sands, and in Singapore with this amazing infinity pool and I got in the pool and I, I did this video and it was really organic and I was so excited and I was like message me if you want to come not one person messaged me everyone was like <laughs> we hate your idea Regan like <laughs> they were like nice pool and then no one actually reached out no one applied no one did anything right now I could have gone oh okay, I suck. I don't know what I'm doing. I shouldn't trust my intuition. This shit doesn't work. How am I going to make money for the rest of the month? Like, I could have got into a big black hole, right? But instead, after three days, four days, five days, and I posted another couple more times about it of really going, okay, no one wants this. I just went, okay, next. What's the next idea? What else am I going to do this month? And I came up with something else and it worked really well. So I, I feel it's really, you know, your capacity to move through the quote unquote mistakes, right? And, and what do you learn from it? And, um, and knowing that it's all happening for a reason instead of being stuck in it, you know. But the sad part is, is that so many people stop there. They let that stop right. them. So that, that really actually perfectly transitions into I, what I wanted to talk about with you as well. And that's mindset. You, I mean, this is essentially what you are so brilliant at. Like, and I don't even know where to begin. You do. <laughs> I mean, I'm huge on, on mindset. You know, I I've got all of my own personal things that I do, you know, that I've learned in terms of switching mindset, because it is everything. I mean, and, and just the example that you just gave, that was all mindset. You know, you can, you can choose mm. to just go, okay, well, that's it. I suck. Nobody likes me. Nobody wants to come mm. fail. You know, I'm not going to do anything else mm. or just say, okay, that's not what, you know, my audience wanted, or that's not what let's go to the next thing. Let's try the next thing. How have you, I mean, what has been your journey and in, in learning mindset and what are some things, I mean, even if you just have two of them to share, especially in those moments where people are just like, I so failed right now. Hashtag fail mm. big time. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> Hashtag loser. Yes. Loser. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, I know. Look, it's a constant internal game. It really is. I had someone come up to me at an event I, I spoke at recently and they're like, again, thank you. You were so inspiring on stage. It must be so cool to get up on stage and just feel as confident as you do. And I looked at this person and I said, what are you talking about? I was shit scared. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, <laughs> we couldn't even tell. And here's the thing. I think people have this perception that the more successful you get or, you know, the more you create in your reality, the less that you feel the fear or the self-doubt or the sabotage or the, any of those limits, right. Or the, the little, the little voice inside your head. Right. And I'll be completely honest. Sometimes when you're playing a bigger game, it's worse. There's more fear. There's a bigger voice. Oh my there's gosh, there's so risk. much more at stake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. there's more at stake. Like if you're going to bomb out and screw it up, you're going to screw it up in front of more people. Like there's, it's, it's just, it's actually worse potentially. And I'm going to be out there and just say that, right? But here's the thing. Well, from what I've seen with successful people and 
all different levels from, you know, people that are, are really successful in health and fitness to, you know, athletes right through to billionaires, like whatever the industry is, it's not that they don't have these limitations, it's their capacity to move through them, it's their capacity to handle them, it's their capacity to walk forward in spite of them, it's their capacity to stand on the stage with their knees shaking and deliver that keynote regardless. So it's not that they get to this place of just not having them, and if they do, they're numbing themselves, and that doesn't work either. Because I went through a phase of going, you know what, like I'm just, I'm going to refuse to feel the fear, I'm just going to refuse to go in and feel the doubt, like I don't have it anymore, I'm not that and I started numbing it across the board. And I realized that when I was doing that, I also started numbing the bliss. I started numbing the happiness. I started numbing the joy. And those are all the emotions that you need in order to manifest. Yes. And so I had to retrain myself how to feel all my emotions again and how to actually feel fear and go, wow, I'm scared right now and that's okay. How am I going to show up and handle it? And so I feel there's so many different tools and I'm not married to, you know, you have to journal, you must meditate. I, I really feel like people should go and explore all the different tools and do whatever works for you. You know, journaling was one of the most pivotal things for me and still is in my journey. And I would sit down and I would do two things. One, I would write out what I was calling into my reality. I would write out my visions. I would write out my dreams and I would write them out as if they were done. I'd write them in the present. I'd be like, I'm so happy and grateful that just this just manifested. I'm so happy and grateful that this amount of money just showed up in my bank account. I'm so happy and grateful that my launch just turned out like this. And I would write it out in detail in a way where I could actually feel it. And then I would ask myself, okay, what's actually blocking me or stopping me or limiting me? Because I had a mentor say to me once, you know, Regan, if you have a dream and it's not in your physical reality right now, then there's internal blocks and limitations that are blocking it. That's the only reason it's not here. And so when you go in and you ask like, okay, well, what's blocking me? What's stopping me? That's when you dig into the fears and the self-doubt and the sabotage patterns and the telling yourself you're not enough or you're not worthy or whatever's coming up and you write it out, just purge it out, get it out, get it out on paper. And when you feel done and complete, you get to look at that list and you get to ask yourself, okay, do I really want to show up from that place? Do I want to show up from that vibration? And even more importantly, what you're doing when you do this process is you're taking all these limits from sitting under the surface in your unconscious mind and you're pulling them into your conscious reality so that when they show up in four days' time, when something when someone says something or something happens, they're not underneath the surface actually controlling you. They pop up and you're able to see them. You're like, huh. That's the fear I wrote down in my journal. Oh, that's the self-talk that I said I wasn't going to tolerate. Okay, I see you. And from a place of awareness, you can choose a, a different thought. You can choose a different vibration. You can choose a different state of being. You can go, okay, wow, I'm terrified. I'm going to do the thing anyway, right? And so we start becoming more and more aware. So, yeah, I think those those two little journaling pieces have just helped me so much. I love journaling. I've been doing it, at, gosh, forever. And mm. it's something that I do the moment that I feel, you know, if whether it's overwhelm or feeling out of control, like I go down and I just start writing it, you know, like you said, as if like, here, here's where I'm at right now. And it's all those things. And it's just like, it's really starts to just lift all of that, you know, pressure or, and you, it's just amazing because you see, okay, just moments ago, this is where I was feeling. And now all of a sudden I can see all of the potential. 
It's just crazy. And it's like, but what really changed? It's not like anything outside of me changed. Nothing did. You know, it's not like that door opened, this happened, that window, nothing physically outside changed. It was all inside. And it's just incredible because you, you just see all the things that you can't, it just opens up your, your mind to, okay, then this is the next step. This is what I need to do now. Whereas the other way, it's like, no, it's it's just you know that hopeless feeling. So totally, yeah, totally. Um, oh my gosh, you're awesome! I'm so glad yeah. I I got to connect with you, and I I hope I get to see you in in person someday. <laughs> but until then, I keep totally. I will keep following you and and all that you that you share. I'm just so grateful for it. Um, but I would love to let me know where, where can I find out more information, everything Regan, like what's, where do I go? All from the $7 Mm -hmm. up to the, you know, all of the products, (laughs) all of the amazing things that you have, where can, where can I find that? Absolutely. Yeah. So you can go to just reganhillier.com or all social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, it's all under Regan Hillier and definitely reach out and let me know that you came from the show as well. And then, um, if you go to the app store as well and search Regan Hillier international, you can download the app and there's a, a free manifestation training on there as well. Oh, sweet. Awesome. Thank you so much. Loved talking to you. You're so welcome. Yeah, it's been a really beautiful conversation and thank you for keeping it so raw and organic and real. You know, I do a a lot of interviews and they feel very stock standard most of the time, but I really loved this conversation. It was potent and powerful. So thank you. Fantastic. I'm so glad to hear that. Thank you.